1: Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave,
2: Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Producer
1: Skip. Went 1-1 one one last week, lost another game due to a cancellation. Brings me to 10-10 and 10 on the year. Skip, you know, so.
2: uh, the those buffs of Colorado, that was the game that you lost, but they did actually beat San Diego State. Yeah. So uh, they got a game in. You just lost it, right?
1: It's very weird year. At Showtime, they were playing uh, USC, and a couple days later, they had a San Diego State on their schedule.
3: That's right, that's right. Um, also with Boomer. Well, it was just another uh, kind of week that just shows the perils of trying to make these picks on a Wednesday. Out of my three picks, uh, on my all-under special, two of the games were canceled, so... Technically, on a metaphysical level, they did go under both of them, but uh, <laughs> for, for entertainment gambling purposes, that means nothing. Uh, the other pick, Northwestern, Michigan State, Hydrox and you let us down and just let Sparty spot a, in a bunch of points, 17 early, and came close, but it just snuck in in the over on that one. So, lost my one game that actually was pulled off last week, and the other two were just just fleeting uh, hypotheticals. So. Well,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Also with Redcast Rob.
0: Hey guys, I had my first losing week, and maybe the entire season, if I if I can recall, uh, my one win was um, continuing to ride with Kansas not covering. Um, I think last week the spread was at 24 points. This week they're at 27 points. Rock chalk Jayhawk because they're making me money this year. <laughs> All right, well,
2: uh, yeah, it was not a good week uh, for the the Bet Cast. I I lost the game as well. And uh, went 0-2 of my, my best bets. I had, I um, believe it was the Ole Miss, Mississippi State, over. And um, also, I think I think I had the uh, the Duke-Georgia Tech under on my list. I, I fell, remember, I didn't want to listen to the show after uh, seeing those games on Saturday. Anyway, uh, had some, some decent wins, though. Uh, also had a bad beat. Uh, to Boomer's point, that Northwestern game was tough. Uh, skip i think you were on the other end of it i actually had had uh, took the under but bought it up at 43 and a half because it was so so value uh easy to get and um it was 23 to 20 uh with uh, five seconds left and um, and uh in their own end zone northwestern turns the ball over on a lateral and Michigan state scores six points on a last play of the game to take it on the over but uh skip you you got that one didn't you
1: yeah, I wouldn't say by design. You know, I thought I, I bought the points up to forty-two and a half, like we talked about on the show, so I could get the under. So I thought I had a bad beat there with you, Dave, until I logged in later to see that I had won that, because I'd accidentally bet the over, and I bought it up. So, you know, Christmas came a little early for me. Uh <laughs> I think that's the universe apologizing for other bad beats I've taken uh, this year. Yeah, no,
2: that's that's good, man. You got to take those when you can get them. You a know? win's um, a win. That's right, you know. I, I <laughs> even if it's a
1: mistake.
2: I I won the uh, I had an Ole Miss uh, point spread. I won that one. I I took uh, BC uh, point spread. Won that. Indiana Clemson uh, the Iron Bowl Alabama uh, covered. Um, so a lot of good ones there, but. Um, uh, once again, my my best bets fall short. So, uh, Betcast listeners, I apologize. I'm gonna try to do better for you. Uh, Vegas right, Jer,
1: let me give you an update on him. Yeah. He went one and one. He had a cancellation as well. Um, so he's now eight and twelve and one on the season.
2: All right, all right. We're all all, all struggling here a little bit, including Vegas Jer. And maybe uh, maybe Rob will turn it back around this week and get back on his his win streak. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Nebraska game here a little bit, guys. Um, obviously, another difficult loss. We uh, discussed that at length on the Redcast. Boomer and I, with, with Honky and, and Mac, broke down the frustrating loss to, to Iowa. Uh, a lot of good things again, though, uh, com- opposed to the Illinois game where it was, felt like a lost cause. Uh, so the Huskers head to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers. And... Uh, the Huskers are a two-and-a-half-point dog. Over and under is at 61 and a half. Skip, what's your uh, thoughts on this one?
1: Uh, interesting if you saw the line movement last week uh, before we move on to this game. Um, oh, sure. Against Iowa, how many, though those points dropped significantly Saturday morning. Um, I believe Iowa's 14, 14 and a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in most points, but by kickoff it was 10 and a half. And I think a lot of that had to do with Adrian Martinez kind of being confirmed, looking like the starter in that game. What did you guys think of that? Um, Because this line opened at 1.5 Purdue and has moved up to 2.5, so it's going the other way. Uh, 61.5. My gut tells me I like the over. I think Nebraska's figured out how to move the ball with Adrian Martinez and putting a little bit of Luke in there, if they can just minimize some of the mistakes. Once again, uh, Nebraska has played pretty much all the good defenses in the conference. If you're looking at uh, uh, Ohio State, Northwestern, Penn State, Iowa, those are four of their five games they played, you know. you got to think they could hopefully get some points in Purdue. doesn't matter which of their two quarterbacks they got back there. They both look very um, good and functional. Um, I do kind of like that uh, over-under, but that kind of puts the team totals, what the team totals are. 29 and a half for Nebraska and 31 and a half for Purdue. It's still hard for me to figure where Nebraska is going to get 30 points right now because uh, they've only done it in one game and they were uh, heavily benefited with turnovers in that game. It still would make yeah. me nervous to bet that over, although that was my kind of first gut feeling. No, that
2: makes a lot of sense, Skip. You know, I mean, it's good to see Nebraska covered that spread against Iowa last week, but. Um, and they covered the team total, I believe, too, right? It was 19 and a half against Iowa, and we yes. got 20. Yes, yes. Um, but, you know, I was watching that game, and I, at the beginning of the second half, uh, I I saw that, you know, 13-13, and I'm like, I think if we just, we just get to 27, we'll win that game. And sure enough, that would have done it, right? We just couldn't get there. So to your point, I don't know if I trust this team to get much more than 30 points. We only have done it once, and so... Um, to see an over um, at sixty one and a half, that's tough. I, I just don't, I just don't know if they're going to get there, Boomer.
3: Yeah, I was kind of with you guys on that. That that over under is just, I I don't trust it either way. Uh, you know, Purdue has put up thirty some points in quite a, in you know multiple other games, uh, so they're capable of turning that out. I don't know what Nebraska can do. Purdue's also capable of only turning out twenty points in a few of their you know tighter games. So I, I don't want to mess with that one too much. And again. You don't know where these teams are at. You know this is the third loss in a row for Purdue. All close. They could have won every one of them. You know, so there might be some disappointment creeping in with the season that kind of started promising for him. So you're not entirely sure where they're going to be at mentally. And it's Nebraska, so I don't bet them anyway, regardless. But uh, if you feel like it, go right ahead, folks. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> well, Rob, uh, you you put some money on the Huskers before. What are you thinking?
0: Well, I mean, really, right now, this game's just basically a pick-em. It, it, I mean, at minus two, if you're going to take the mon- money line, you might as well just take uh, – for Nebraska, you might as well just take them on the points as well. Um, I, I'm i with you, Dave. I really don't know where they're going to come up with enough points. I mean, yeah, they, they've – I mean, other than the 30 points, and most that they've scored is, is 23, and that was against Illinois. And I just – I don't see – I don't know what, how Nebraska would be this far into the season and not have their offense figured out because, like you said, when they scored 30 points, they had some defensive points scored there. So um, their offense isn't isn't going to be scoring them um, that many points. I, the points here, I would take the under.
2: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think, Skip, I think your point about Purdue's defense being um, – maybe more vulnerable than the other teams yeah they're giving up yeah,
1: 28 and a half points a game so far yeah. in the season
2: yeah so that 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 would be your opportunity but that, that's 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 a tough one um and that team total for nebraska is also awfully high right you know even in a loss are you gonna know, drop 30 points
1: I don't right. know. we're a team that squanders opportunities <laughs> a lot recently <laughs> yeah. so i i don't you know, I've got to see them capitalize a few times before... I'll be ecstatic keep if, going if we down score this 30. That'd be great, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hope people don't, like, take this as that, like, I'm that down on Nebraska. Obviously, I'm rooting for them to win. I just, um, you know, I'm also, a, you know, my, my old high school track coach used to tell me, don't tell me what you're going to do, show me what you can do. And um, that's pretty much how I'm feeling about Nebraska right now.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right, Rob. I mean, they got to manifest... Um, all the progress into wins, and maybe it starts this week. I mean, that's what, what we're hoping for. Um, but uh, from a gambling proposition, that's a it's not necessarily a best bet. So, uh, let's talk about some of the Big Ten betting lines. The Big
1: Ten week ahead. Ohio State opening a 24 point favorite at Michigan State over under at 59 and a half. Dave, is Ryan Day? He's still gonna be out. That's um, true. And do you still trust them to steamroll Michigan State and Tucker?
2: Yeah, I'd like to know if there's any other players you know who in Ohio State may may or may not be available. But I, I feel like Ohio State's definitely going to be out there to prove that, um, even at six and zero, that they're going to be worthy of playoff contention. Um, so I, I could see Ohio state easily covering this. Um, but again, it's a risky bet because you don't have the head coach on the sideline. You don't know where Ohio state is with a COVID perspective. You just know they think they're going to be healthy enough to play. So it's it's, it's a tough one.
1: Right. And you're referring to the pause and activities they had to do.
2: Right. I mean, they didn't play last week and, um, and so they've got a lot of time to, to sit on this, and they obviously want to play very much this week. Because if they don't, they uh, would not get to uh, six six games, which is they need to do to to play in the Big Ten title game. So this is and an,
1: generally uh, what the the playoff committee has said: you can't enter also a playoff if you haven't won a conference championship.
2: Is no, this, no, is this
1: true, no. Okay, no,
2: no criteria whatsoever on that. Um.
3: And you never seen, did, you know, Or if, get you in your com- in if you
1: haven't played in your conference championship game, no, no, no Alabama's has done before. that. Yep. <laughs>
3: right. They really want those two SECs. Well, it seems not, they're it's, all loosey
1: goosey and ready to take Ohio State. So that's a good that's a good sign into what you're saying there, Dave. Because Ohio State is whether or not they're going to play in the Big Ten championship. If they meet that criteria, they could still get selected into the playoffs. And on that note, if they're going to be two games shorter than everybody else, they got to run up the score against every Big Ten game they do end up playing just to prove their worth uh, to be selected at 6-0. and Correct. So it should make you feel more confident uh, betting them on the spread here. Yeah, I don't think if they're do going to... Yeah. Take their foot off the gas. No.
0: Exactly. You read my mind, Skip. That's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. Yep. Boomer, Rob, thoughts on that? Well, I do like the uh, over on Ohio State, and at, at this point, I'm also probably would take the points on this as well. Um, Michigan State, I mean, yeah, they're they're playing uh, for Tucker, but um, Ohio State, like you said, they're they're going to come out. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder, um, you know, especially after um, you know that Northwestern game where you know, yeah, they did come out with the victory, but um, you know, their quarterback kind of looked a little bit suspect in that game, almost like he got too comfortable. Rocky Lombardi. Yeah, so so, um, you know, I will go ahead and take Ohio State with the points and the over on this.
2: Yeah, Boomer, uh, you know, I mean, Michigan State had their win of the year, right? They beat Northwestern last week. I mean, do you think they could repeat a performance like that?
3: I kind of doubt it. I mean, they were helped a lot in that game with, uh, you know, I think Northwestern turned the ball over, I think, four times, if I remember right. I, I don't see Ohio State doing that you know, to, to Michigan State. Um, and Northwestern's defense just seemed kind of out of sort once they got behind a little bit, um, I don't think, again. Because once, you know, when you're Hydrox you're down 17 points, it's hard to overcome that because that's about what you like to score a game. So that's a <laughs> lot tougher road for them to hold than if you're up, you know, 10 points or 17 points early on Ohio State, who can score and, you know, drops of hats. So that wouldn't be nearly as big of a deal for them. So I'd be hard pressed to see Sparty repeating this. Uh, again, Tucker does have them playing well considering, you know, a lady got there and what he had to work with. So I do give him credit for that. And. But I think for all the reasons you said, Ohio State needs to go out and try to make a statement on this, and they're going to have to try. So, yeah, I I think the over would be a wiser choice on this, and you might even take, you know, Ohio State with the points too.
1: Right. If Texas A&M, who's number five right behind them in the CFP polls, um, you know, I think those two are just going to have to keep going neck and neck, uh, blowing out opponents as much as they can to um, try to secure that fourth spot.
2: Yeah, style of points, you know, I think Cincinnati's in that same boat. They think they should get a crack at that. So, um, yeah, look look for those type of schools to run, run the numbers up. Skip, uh, next game on the schedule, what do we got? We
1: got Penn State traveling to Rutgers, and they are an 11.5-point favorite, a 54.5-point over-under.
2: All right, well, I think this is our uh, don't-touch-it-with-a-big-10-foot-pole <laughs> game of the week right here, Skip. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, I, I guess, uh, you know, Penn State, eleven and a half point favorites after getting their first victory of the of the year, uh, Rutgers, uh off a victory over Purdue, um, not getting any respect. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what to think about this one, Boomer.
3: Yeah, this is one I think a lot of people are just kind of relying on on names and tradition. I think Rutgers has beaten Penn State twice in their grand glorious history and i think the last time i don't even know when the last time was probably the 80s or something so i think a lot of that is just kind of the name and respect thing again you know rutgers has shown a lot of fight this year even some of the games they've lost they've you know been fighting to the end on it and this might be the year if you're gonna jump up and hit penn state it might be the time to do it Uh, you know talent wise again the the nittany lions should be a far more talented team than rutgers is but yeah, nobody's playing for anything at this point. If you're Penn State, you got your wins, so you can at least say you're not going to go winless. And yeah, I I wouldn't have anything to do with this game I, either one of those you know over under or the or the spread on it. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we used
2: the same logic when Penn State played Indiana that you know Indiana hadn't hadn't beat Penn State since '87 and and all those type of things. And this year, Indiana beats Penn State. Um, so I, yeah, saying that Rutgers has only beaten Penn State, you know, twice and whatever doesn't really make a difference
0: right now. Rob, uh, I'm gonna agree with you on that, Dave. As far as the not touching it with the big 10 foot pole, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird too because Penn State's traditionally every year has been you know one of the top 25 teams in the country, and so just watching Penn State play this year is a really good reminder of how just awkward this entire year of football has been but i also think that at the end of the day when this one's said and done uh, both these teams are going to come out with a 2 and 5 record.
1: Uh, before we move on, um, yeah, Greg Schiano, conference
0: coach of the year, yes. Oh, absolutely. Love the guy. Love what he's doing. Let me, you, let me
1: read you their conference scores from last year. Rutgers. They lost 30 nothing, 52 nothing, 48-7, 35 nothing, 42-7. 38 10, 56 21, 27 0, 27 6. The fact that they are winning some of these games this year and taking it down to the wire, like you said, Boomer, and they're only 11 and a half point dogs to Penn State is pretty shocking that we're like actually having to talk out the Rutgers games this year against <laughs> <because> the spread
2: <laughs> they were like arkansas last yeah year, exactly i'm starting
0: to think that maybe scott uh, anyway. frost needs to move away from recruiting at florida and start recruiting out of like the tri-state area ramir oh, Johnson he, from
1: new jersey we had we got a jersey boy absolutely well, what, what shiano did was go with the transfer pool oh, like,
0: yeah of course like and a lot of junior heavy. college guys too and and they're all out yeah. of that new jersey uh area and yeah, that's uh, actually a game where uh, Nebraska was supposed to play Rutgers uh, at Rutgers this year on the original schedule. And uh, my sister lives out there in New Jersey, and I was going to go to that game. And I'm starting to think to myself, God, that would have been like my third loss in a row. I think if I had gone to that game. So I'm glad that game got canceled.
2: Rob the cynic, get out of here. Bedroll.
1: Yeah. Federal's revenge game.
0: Yeah, that's right. that's right. 450 yards throwing or something. Yeah, so.
1: All right, next up on the docket, we got Wisconsin home to Indiana, a 14.5-point favorite over under the lowest of the week at 45.5. Skip? I think, uh, I think a couple of you uh, Redcasters have some strong opinions uh, I think uh, on this, this one.
2: Yeah, Skip, I think this line kind of stinks. You know, I, I get... The fact that Indiana has lost their starting quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., very good quarterback, um, has done a lot of great things for them there. Out with an ACL injury, very odd injury. I don't know if anybody saw that uh, live or highlighted. It didn't really look like anything happened. And then, sure enough, his ACL pops. So it, it's too bad. But Indiana's a capable backup in Jack Tuttle, um, who's been there for a couple of years, knows the offense. Um, I think he was originally um, quarterback went to utah so and transferred in um, yeah he
1: was a he was a four-star quarterback that had offers from usc and all those big schools and the like
2: yeah so I, I think this is an overreaction the line before the Penix injury was confirmed was nine and a half ten ten and a half something like that and so four or five points swung when Penix. Uh, ACL injury was announced, and I just don't... I Wisconsin hasn't shown anything since that Illinois game to prove to me that they're... I mean, yeah, they beat Michigan, but everybody's been beating Michigan, right? Um, they
1: Well, I, I mean, I think it's fair that the line moves five points based on the Pennix being out. You know, you're still throwing a quarterback out there who has 16 total attempts in college. Sure, um, sure. But it probably shouldn't have been nine and a half to begin with. That's my point, Skip. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I I think you've got some value here at 14 and a half uh, with the Hoosiers, Boomer.
3: Yeah, I'm with you on that, Dave. I was surprised the line was that much. Uh, again, that was, I, I think it is kind of an overreaction to it. Indiana's been great against the spread this year. I think they're 6-0 and against the spread. Granted, that was, you know, with Penix in there. But, uh, you know, Tom Allen's shown, he's does a good job of coaching that team, getting them ready regardless of who they play and when. He's kind of built them up. and yeah, Wisconsin is Wisconsin, sure. But like you said, what do we know about them, really? They've played, you know, one or one really great game and had a lot of weeks off, and you don't really know what you're getting with them yet. They've they played three yeah, games. Yeah, they they played three games so far this year. And, and, this, and, yeah.
1: and two of them were Michigan in illinois yeah
3: yeah and, and then they got handled <laughs> and, by and northwestern, then they yeah. they
1: got handled very well by northwestern mertz threw three picks in that game yeah
3: so he's vulnerable it, too and I, you know i don't know if indiana's gonna freshman, win this you know? indiana's got something to play for because there's still a chance they can win the their division with uh you know a little uh, assistance from michigan throwing in the towel or something like that and they can uh yeah they they're still playing for a lot this is one of indiana's greatest seasons they've probably ever had and so they're not going to give up just because Penix is out, and I think they can at least keep it close if not even win it. So, But I would definitely, you know, I'm putting Indiana down if you can get him at 14-and-a-half, which I've seen in a few sites, absolutely. So.
1: Yeah, Dave, to your point, I, you know, when you're talking about Tuttle going in there um, and being a serviceable, hopefully backup, you know, a highly recruited kid, um, you know, Mertz is still a freshman. I think that's the other side of this coin. Just three games in, why would he be getting 14 and a half on a good team like Indiana? It yeah. seems way too large.
2: Yeah, and I think people forget that Tom Allen is a defensive-minded coach. He was a D coordinator there before he became the head coach, and so um, you know the talk has been about Penix and um, uh, Scott, the running back, and
1: the shootout versus Ohio State. Yeah, and, and all that, those
2: yeah. yeah, all those uh, receiving threats they have there with Wopfiliere and and Ty Fogle and, and et cetera. And, and bottom line is, I mean, I, I, I think they're going to go toe-to-toe defensively versus Wisconsin. I think they can definitely keep it within two touchdowns, if not really make a run or win in the game.
1: So we'll see. Yeah, I I, I was curious what the over-under was going to be because I was thinking this could be a very good game to bet the under. But, man, 45, that that is low. That is really low. <laughs> really low. Really I, low. I can't pull the trigger on that, but... All signs were pointing to the under, like you said, Dave. I mean, defensive-minded coaches, a new quarterback going for Indiana, where you can see both coaches trying to be a little conservative on offense, not to be the team to make mistakes, right? Not to get Mertz Mertz into a three-interception game like they did against Northwestern. But, man, 45 is too low. Not going to touch the over-under, but I'll definitely put it a little bit down on 14.5, which it is currently on most major sites. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... Rob, you jump. in I am. on this? I, so, I'm actually going to take a different approach to this. I, I actually see this as a game... I I don't like the point spread. I don't like the over-under like you guys, but I also see this as a game as that Wisconsin's going to be able to come out, and I feel like they're just going to have a uh, do the old ball control, run the ball a lot, control the clock, move the ball downfield... Um, Mertz is a, is a good uh, serviceable quarterback for them right now um, I feel like you know when it comes to those third and short situations he's going to be able to convert those um, they're converting at like 44% or something like that on third down so um, I just see them coming out I see them um, you know they haven't played for a while last time that I said this they came out they were hungry um, and I just see them you know taking it to Indiana and, and basically you know taking this game so you're taking wisconsin, i I'm taking, uh, I'm taking i'm taking wisconsin uh i'm going to take wisconsin actually on the money line i would say well if i was going to take him i take him on the money line i don't like i said i don't like the points and i don't like the over under because both of those are just i mean if you're gonna ha- how can you have a 14 point spread into 44 and a half under or 45 point over under um that doesn't make any sense to me when i'm trying to figure it out in my head especially because indiana has had a pretty decent offense but even if they put up 21, um, you know, I still see Wis uh, Wisconsin winning this like 28, 21, something along those lines.
1: For those listening at home, uh, the Wisconsin money line is minus 715, meaning if you bet Wisconsin, ten dollars would win you one dollar and forty cents.
0: Yeah, I'm not betting this game, but I also think that Wisconsin's <laughs> gonna win. Yeah.
1: Right. There, there's not a lot of,
2: of money. No, to there be is made. not. If I was giving Rob With advice what here. here. If I was giving Rob advice here, I'd be like, "Well, go ahead, use DraftKings, uh, and go ahead and buy that line down to something. If you think think Wisconsin's going to win, buy it down to something that you think they're going to win. by and improve that that money line." Yeah,
0: I would. I would probably buy it. I would probably buy it down to like maybe like if you could maybe ten at the at the you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. It just cuts into your profits. Is all. Yep. You take it down to seven if you wanted to. You're just not going to make as much, but it's better than a money line bet. Yeah, so. and,
0: and and maybe I'm just doing too much in my head with tradition of the game, et cetera, but I also, I, I just, I don't know. I, I like Wisconsin being able just to control this game, and, and I see them doing that.
2: All right, all right. Well, Skip, what else we got?
1: Yeah, final Big Ten game of the week. Iowa is getting two touchdowns, 14 points at Illinois over under at 51 I don't care. <laughs> right. My initial reaction on this so, one... So uninterested in that.
2: My initial reaction on this one, Skip, was uh, looking at the under, right? I mean, Iowa just isn't going to score much more than, I don't know, 27 points or so, kind of like against us. And Illinois, sure, they scored a lot against us, but no, against no one else. Um, I just I see this as an under. If I was betting on this game, I'd take the under.
3: Yeah, this is a weird one again. Iowa has just, they, we held their offense down and, you know, they couldn't really convert their red zone appearances to touchdowns. But if you look at a lot of the rest of their games in the Big Ten, they, you know, they put up 49 against Sparty, 35 against Minnesota, 41 against Penn State. I mean, they are capable of scoring when they're able to get a good running game established. So I think that's what this game comes down to is, is Illinois going to be able to, Keep uh, Iowa's run game down a bit, you know. Force them to pass. Their receivers were dropping a lot of balls, uh, you know, against us. Their quarterback isn't outstanding, you know, for for a con- you know full game passing. And then they would probably choose to settle for field goals again. They might keep scoring down, but uh, that's the key to this game. Is if you think Illinois can can hold Iowa's running game down, and can they? I have no idea. I I'd, yeah, I another game. I don't really have anything too exciting about, and wouldn't really want to get involved in. So. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the Big Ten slate just isn't doesn't have a lot of pop this week. Rob, uh, how about uh, how about this one? Um, I wouldn't.
0: I would take uh, Illinois to cover um, Iowa on the road against the spread this year. They're two and one, um, you know. And I. It's not no, bad. it's 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 yeah, that's not working. It's in it's, your it's favor, not there, it's Rob. not working. I'm saying, but it's not it's not working in my favor you're right but i also um you know i wouldn't be surprised to see iowa punting from their opponents 25 either so um you know they they're just one of those teams that comes out and it's almost like they don't care about scoring too many points they just want to win games when they can and and uh you know i don't know i maybe it's just my deep rooted hate for iowa at this point um Rob,
2: yeah. little known little known fact that Kirk Ferentz has been betting the under on his own team for the last twenty years. Yeah, and and
0: I would believe that that's the case. So, you know,
2: him and Gary, he's been splitting the uh, the proceeds with Gary Barda. That's why he always gets pay raises, right, Boomer?
3: Well, that makes sense. Yeah, every under is another three month contract extension. So I got it. I,
2: I think we figured it yeah. out. All right, guys. Well, I think let's call that a a Big Ten slate and. Uh, Move on to our best bets.
0: Bet-cast. The
2: Bet-cast best bets. All right, guys, let's uh, lay out our best bets of the week, and I'll start with producer Skip.
1: All right, I'm going San Diego State. Uh, they are seven and a half point favorite over CSU, but I'm buying them down to six and a half, which you can do on sites like BetMGM and DraftKings look CSU has not played will not have played a game in 22 days Um, and they've missed practices too during that meanwhile SDSU has been playing and they have the best total defense in the Mountain West Conference put that total defense up against a rusty CSU offense which I imagine to be I believe San Diego State will win by a touchdown or more uh, given how many more um, quarters they've played this year Uh, same with Nevada Nevada 7.5 uh, seven point favorite over Fresno State. I'm going to buy that down to 6.5 as well. Kind of same thing. Fresno State's played two less games. And their teams that they've played this year and beat are much worse than Nevada. Nevada's got the best passing offense in the Mountain West Conference. And they have had bigger win victory margins versus common opponents versus Fresno State as well. And finally, I'm going to ride the Kansas bandwagon Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They are 0-8 against the spread this year. I'm going to say they go 0-9. Ride them till you die. Texas Tech minus 27.
2: Absolutely. All right. Good stuff there, Skip. Good stuff. And, yeah, I I could see San Diego State has a good rushing attack there. So I could see where CSU, a little rusty. San Diego State just kind of wears them down and and takes them. Uh, Rob, uh, why don't we go to you next? Oh, San Diego
1: State. uh, Also, Dave, a little Nebraska connection, as you guys know. The second leading rusher in the Mountain West Conference is? Greg Bell. He's got
2: a uh, six, six hundred plus around six hundred yards in five games, and six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I don't don't can't explain that one, Skip. Don't want to explain that one.
1: For those who don't know, a Nebraska transfer.
2: Yes, he uh, came in as a number one JUCO running back. was here for four games, and and left. And did not look good while he was here. We still don't understand what happened there. Um, all right. Well, let's go to uh, Redcast Rob. I got a feeling he's got a uh, bet that's going to align with Skip. Hey, Skip, you, that you and I beat. are in our
0: lock unity here. Between you know Kansas going zero and eight against the spread this year, I'm going to just go ahead and continue to ride that wave like the California kid I am. Jump on my surfboard and yeehaw! Hang a little ten there, shall I say? Because I'll probably put ten bucks on Kansas. To get beat by more than 27 points. Um, I'm also going uh, looking at the Oklahoma State and TCU game. I'm looking at that as a uh, one of those big 12 shootout games. I'm going to take the over of 51 on that one. Um, I know Oklahoma State is favored by two and a half on that, but um, I really think that between these two teams, you're probably going to end up more with a uh, final of like 38 35 something around that so the over is probably a really good bet and uh you know like i uh, will do at times i'm actually going to go ahead and take nebraska and the points on this one um i think they're going to beat purdue this weekend um you know don't touch the over under at 61 and a half because nebraska can't score points but i am going to go ahead and take nebraska to win this game outright
2: all right i like it rob i like it all right boomer
3: Okay, well, first off, uh, you know we liked Indiana at plus fourteen and a half. Uh, we think they can uh, keep that game close with Wisconsin, if not even win it outright. Uh, next game, I'm looking at uh, some action uh, with some Nebraska connections. You've got Buffalo and Ohio. You got Lance Leipold, who would uh, spent a little time as on the staff here at Nebraska and at Omaha against the Fighting Frankies of the Ohio Bobcats. Uh, the over/under is only fifty-eight and a half on that. I was kind of surprised I was that low. I think Buffalo might you know, possibly break that on their own. They're, that Jarrett Patterson running back might break that on their own. They put up, you know, forty some points in about every game they've played, and Ohio's capable of putting up points too, so I like the over on that. And just for the heck of it, uh, I got a nephew that goes there. Uh, Iowa State, minus six and a half, uh, with West Virginia. This game is, you know, Iowa State's chance to get themselves into the big twelve title game and possibly won a conference title, you know, for the first time this side of the Treaty of Versailles, so why the heck not? Go Cyclones, go Matt Campbell. They can win that by a touchdown. Let's do it. let so. uh, yeah, so but... I'm going to be with you on that, Boomer. <laughs> Uh, I think they have not won a conference
2: championship since 1912, was that right, Boomer?
3: Yep, if I have my recollection, yeah. It's been a little while, so not many of our listeners probably recall that last championship. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was still alive the last time they won a conference title. Yeah, they weren't
1: just a band back then. (laughs) (laughs) It was a
0: real In case anyone's keeping track here, too, that is before the uh, Spanish flu outbreak, which would have been our last pandemic, so... The last time they won a conference yeah, right. championship was before the last pandemic.
2: Uh, all right. Well, we'll be rooting for the Cyclones. That's a good one, Boomer. Uh, you guys are taking all my picks again, man. How am I supposed to come up with anything original? Hey, guys, man,
1: let's win together.
2: All right. We're going to win together then. I'm going to go with Boomer with the, uh, the Indiana at uh, 14 and a half. Also going to go with the Buffalo, Ohio over. I saw that number and thought that was – Ridiculous! Uh, both those teams can score points um and better defense is that game being
1: played should i check the weather while you guys continue yeah
2: please do so skip 58 and a half um yeah, and just... then I'll,
1: I'll, the, the
2: one i do have that's um not been mentioned yet is Baylor versus Oklahoma the over on that is 62 and a half and Oklahoma is very good at getting the over at home um and so i think i think that's going to hit at 62.5, so the over with Baylor and OU. Skip, what's the weather like in uh, Athens, Athens, Ohio?
1: Athens, Ohio, we got a high of 39, 20% chance of precipitation, so... Well,
3: if there's anything people from Buffalo can't handle, it's cold weather, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's should, right. It
1: should be a normal, a little colder than normal, but a decent Ohio day, so...
2: We shall see. Yeah, it just seems like that's a low number. I was looking at that Oklahoma State two and a half, but just that 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 stinks to the point where I just don't quite understand why they're only up uh, only favored by uh, less than a field goal versus a pretty pedestrian TCU team. So an Oklahoma State's defense is struggling, but that's another one that I'll look at. But it's tough to pull. Anybody have any thoughts on the Alabama LSU game? Isn't that the premier matchup of the? Oh, wait a second, the Tigers <laughs> suck
3: this year. <laughs>
1: Hey, well, I, a fun fact about that game. This is the highest spread in the FBS era for a reigning national champion to be the underdog. It's
2: 29, 29 and a half?
1: Yes. Right, the good. previous was uh, when Auburn won in 2010. Right. Uh, the following year, there were underdogs twice by 21 points, and that was to Alabama and LSU. That is ex- so an this, extraordinary This kind of smashes the uh, that
0: record.
2: Yeah, and you know, the over under on that is 67.5. And, and I'm almost tempted to go in the over because, I mean, you looked at last year's game, they had 80 some points combined.
3: But uh, I just well, they don't also trust had LSU. Joe Burrow there. I don't going to score any points point in this. I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, Skip, uh, one bet I might consider there is if I see the team total with Alabama and it's anything below 50, I might put, put something on that, right? I mean, that's getting pretty high, but that's probably where it's probably at almost, considering the over under and the spread. But maybe if it's at, you know, 47 or something, I would jump on that team total for Alabama.
1: I'm going to guess it's going to be about 51. Yeah. They're maybe giving LSU 17 of those 68.5 total points.
2: How far can they fall? Thanks, Bo. (laughs) All right, Skip, let's uh, hear about Vegas Jair's picks.
1: Uh, He's got Arizona State minus 3.5 versus UCLA. He is also with you guys and pretty much most of this podcast with indiana at getting 14 and a half against wisconsin and like rob he's taking nebraska on the money line over purdue
2: all right vegas jared needs a few w's we'll see what happens don't we, we all <laughs> don't we all absolutely all right guys uh, good show let's uh win some bets this week and for now let's call that a go big bet
0: cast. <laughs>